Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. If you enjoy the content here or if you want to get notified when we go live every time, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything that comes out here, including our trade breakdowns, rumors from around the league, looking at futures markets, as well as well as uh, the new podcast that we have. Sharp, uh, <laughs> sharp betting. You could you should read that. You should read that a couple times over, Andy. I did like 10 years ago. <laughs> but you can also uh, see every time that our new podcast with David Pegnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein goes live every Wednesday. And they did talk about the possibility of Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers. So they were ahead of that here on the Edgework channel. So make sure to subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel to get notified every time that happens so you don't miss any of the content that comes out of here. Four games today, but uh, most importantly, as we put out on Twitter last night, the Super Bowl coming up. Or Are we allowed to say that? The that big term? game. The big, the big game. game. Let's say the big game. big game. Yeah, the big game coming up here this weekend. So we will be doing some cross-sport props. Uh, we'll start there, I guess. Rob, when you're doing these pro- uh, cross-sport props... I mean, I guess kind of what is the process that goes into it as well? Because we've heard a bunch of different people. We did the uh, the Wednesday prop special for the NFL. We had a bunch of different guests come on. I'll give their props. And we saw Clive Bixby come on and give a cross NBA to Super Bowl prop that he did. What is it that goes into it for you when you're looking at these to determine value and kind of compare and contrast the sports? Yeah, so for me, it's like obviously with the NFL props right now, it's a pretty efficient market for the most part. Super Bowl week's a little bit different because you have a little bit more recreational money. But generally speaking, the books know where to price a football prop. Now they have to set props for games that are happening in the NHL on Sunday and the NBA in, on Sunday. And typically when a book posts a line, they have the benefit of people betting into that market and adjusting the line to where it should be. But they don't have the benefit of doing that in advance here for these cross-board props. So if you like something on an NHL game, you probably should just bet it in the cross-board prop because the, the the likelihood that the NFL one is priced correctly is is pretty good right now. Um, so for me, it's just like I'm picking out stuff that I like in the NHL or that I think has a, you know, the, the odds are wrong. And Simply enough, you're probably going to find yourself a valuable bet there because the NFL one is priced accurately for the most part. And then what props would you be looking at this weekend that might stand out to you, uh, you as something that are good what bets? my process is? Like, how well, goes in well Andy, do you have a different process? Bowl, are you going to read us from the book or what? <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of chapters? <laughs> no, um... Yeah, so I, I ask Rob what he thinks of the football game, and then... <laughs> Then I go and, and do the rest. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, He's not so lying either. Be- He's being very real with the audience. I got a message of like, oh, what do you think is going to, how many points are the Chiefs going to score this weekend? What's your median projection? Well, I, can or- look at, I, I can look at the line, but I get a few opinions as well. And I mean, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to do my own football research. Like that seems silly, right? right? Like, <laughs> yep. So, I mean, why would I waste any time on that half of the the prop? If I see something that kind of stands out, like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate a little bit and then do the hockey side of things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, there's no 
no point in uh, killing yourself over doing that research ahead of time when you can lean on some well, resources would, that you have here. It would be here. garbage. Like, what, what do I know about <laughs> football, right? Like, I mean, I'd be starting from scratch. I haven't watched since week two. And, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know absolutely nothing about the NFL. All right, fair enough. Well, let's get into these props here. So, Rob, we'll start with you. Uh, Cross-sport props that you'd be looking for this weekend as we uh, as we get into the big game. So one that I like on DraftKings right now, uh, and you have to look under the cross-sport specials section, uh, but I like the total goals in Anaheim and Vegas at plus 145 against the total punts in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl, probably going to see something around an average of six and a half punts. That's what these teams average on the over the course of the season, 3.3, 3.2. The market number is just a little bit slightly lower than that. We have a total that's in the 50s. You're expecting a high-scoring game for the Super Bowl for the most part. But anytime Anaheim is involved in a game, the likelihood or the chances that we could see like the top end of the distribution – in terms of goals in the game, whether it's a 9 or a 10, it goes up because the Anaheim Ducks are the worst defensive team we've seen in the history of the NHL. <laughs> like, quite literally, since we've been tracking expected goals metrics, they give up the most expected goals per game at even strength and at all strengths. They give up the most goals per game as well, going back to 2007. So you're giving me plus 145 as the price there. I can't not take a shot on that. I mean, I, I just think that that's a, a really good bargain. I'd price that closer to plus 120, uh, honestly, just based off of my numbers right now. So uh, whenever you get plus 145, something you price plus 120, uh, you take a shot on it. So that's the one that stands out to me. I've gone through a number of these, but this one to me is the one that stands out uh, as being the most off of market. All right. Yeah, so I have... Um two that that stand out and um i don't know where they're at now these are in vegas you might be able to find them on um in you know for, uh, at other shops but um i i get kind of intrigued anytime i see total team shots on goal props mm. because it's not something that you see a lot of um you know books like DraftKings and 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 some other shops maybe earlier but like i see DraftKings put up goaltender saves props very late in the day and, right you know what i mean i don't i don't think these markets are are, are are all that sharp i don't think they um use a lot of uh, good data frankly and so as soon as i i, I see uh, a, a to total team shots on goal prop i start to get intrigued and there was two of them um involving the vegas golden knights and the anaheim ducks uh well specifically the the golden knights shots on goal uh, the first one is minus 11 and a half Vegas shots on goal versus the, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, total team points. So like Rob said, we're around 25 points uh, as a prediction for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we're talking about the Anaheim Ducks here, though, like Rob said, like Vegas, they're not the hockey power that they once were. Uh, you're not expecting them to dominate as, as many games. But, um, you know, this team gives up 40 shots a game regularly, like in 21 of 28 road games this season they've given up 38 plus shots so um you know we're looking at a a game where we we should see you know around 40 shots uh, on the vegas side uh and you know if if that 
if if Kansas City stays within that prediction around that range, then there there could be quite a, a cushion here. Uh, last time these two teams met, the Golden Knights put up 51 shots. That was in Anaheim, but um, you know that 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 is a a really a really fun bet that I like, and uh, even more so, I think I like this one a, a lot more. Is the the Golden Knights shots on goal plus 0.5 even money versus the distance of the first made field goal, which is uh, around 37 and a half, if I believe, so, or if I recall correctly. So. Um, those are the, the the two cross sport props that I like here. That was the first the first field goal made of the game. Yeah, the first field goal. Did I not say that? Sorry. No, no. I, I was just I was just confirming. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Is that interesting? I like hearing the breakdowns of the cross sport ones. Just kind of getting into uh, it's just cr- some more creative things than it is just like your everyday stuff. And we talked about on, uh, on the show on Tuesday, Alex and Matt had some, and Matt was looking at like Connor McDavid total points, uh, yeah. over Patrick Mahomes, touchdown passes and things like that. It's just interesting to be able to watch them cross. Uh, are there things that you do day of game that you could find with cross sport props as you get into that obviously we can look at some of these markets ahead of time but then there will be news and information that comes out day of game whether it be for the super bowl or for the nhl games that are going to be played that day and then how do you kind of evaluate those rob yeah so like just like any other market right we're going to have the luxury of news on sunday that can help us in these cross-sport props, right? This happens not only in the NHL, but the NBA, whatever cross-sport props you're betting, just a random example, right? But if Connor McDavid is out on Sunday, that's going to trickle into the Oilers game market and the total and the player props for that game, but it's probably going to trickle to the cross-sport market very late. So if that's your first stop and you're able to find like a dry sidle shots total relative to some other player or whatever, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the news will have an impact on that market, but it's probably going to be one that's very slow to react on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, we see it with the NBA all the time. Like there's a everybody's following underdog fantasy on Twitter. They're waiting for some player to be out and they're all going to go, you know, bet a line and steam chase the line. Well, if you're a smaller better that's not trying to get down thousands of dollars a game. I would rather than go steam chasing the NBA news, I would go find cross sport props that involve that NBA team and see if I could use that to my advantage. Cause those are going to stick up for another 15, 20 minutes before anyone even notices. So I think that's the advantage if you're, if you're, you know, betting these cross sport props on Sunday. Andy, do you take kind of a similar approach to that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, that's one of the, probably one of the best edges you could ask for if you do have a situation like that, where, um, you know, you, you got a big swing in, in one of the games in terms of the total or something like that. And you could bet uh, these cross sports props at, at obviously low limits. But, um, you know, it's it, that doesn't matter to most people. And, and, and that's where you should focus your attention if, if that's what happens. So definitely keep that in mind. Uh, what time does the Super Bowl start? Uh, Six, the- 6.30 Eastern. Okay. So, I mean, you know, that, that there's, there's plenty of time to, to make some things happen throughout the day. So definitely monitor the nhl news all right i just see one brought up in the chat here uh eric bringing up will DraftKings has will borgan in brackets says who total (laughs) points first mahomes tds mahomes price plus 100 i just pulled this up here to get a look at this but here you go um 
there are just i guess opportunities like this this is this is available um Will Borgen is a defenseman for the Seattle Kraken, 13 points in 51 games. So, I mean, keep your eye out for things like that. Will Borgen, who? There, so, I mean, there he, get, he gets like 15 minutes a game on the back end. Yeah. You know? I didn't really, uh, I didn't really spend much time. Obviously, that one jumped out just a little bit, but uh, I, I didn't spend much time thinking about the player-specific props because I think getting into that, there's just with this terms of the quarterback passing and stuff like that. And I, I, that's really out of my wheelhouse. And um, I'm guessing there's probably a pretty big range of outcomes here in this game, considering I think the total is pretty high, right? So yeah, 51 at most yeah. shops right now. Yeah. So we could see a, a lot of craziness in this game. I, I don't really want to think about that one too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's look at the games today. We got four NHL games on tonight's schedule, so we will start with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs heading to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets in the first game of a home and home. Here, I was gonna put out a tweet yesterday asking uh, what uh, what hat Rob would be representing today, but I would have definitely mispriced the Leafs. I had them. I had, I had you with like minus 500 wearing a Leafs hat that, that would have been off <laughs> I knew that that one was coming here today uh this Leafs team second in the Atlantic right now they've got Tampa Bay kind of creeping up behind them they're two points up on Tampa but they have played one more game than the Lightning so the Lightning have the advantage with the game in hand there the Leafs are 5-4-1 and one in their last 10 they had lost to the Bruins 5-2 to two before the break we're seeing Matt Murray is placed on the uh, on the IR at this point, so it will be Sam Sonoff being ridden for the next little while. This Leafs team, 11-8-4 on the road this season, going up against a Columbus team who is last in the NHL, 3-5-2 in their last 10, currently on a three-game losing streak, and they are 11-15-2 at home. Rob, what would, what would you be looking at in this Leafs-Blue Jackets game tonight? So you mentioned it's a home-and-home. Home. They play again in Toronto tomorrow night, which means that Joseph Wall will get one of the starts in all likelihood for the Leafs, who they just recalled from the AHL. Uh, he's had a pretty good year with the Marlies, 14 starts, 930 save percentage, 2.33 goals against. But I wouldn't want to lay a price like this or even like a minus one-and-a-half where I'm laying juice if I'm getting the AHL netminder in the game. I would expect Wall will start at home tomorrow but we don't know that for sure yet we just got Corpusalo confirmation for the Columbus Blue Jackets so that kind of leads me off of the entire game total but I'm going back to the well I lost this play last time I made it but I'm riding it hard for the next little bit uh, with Austin Matthews still out John Tavares anytime goal scorer plus 140 the Leafs have played 11 games in the past 30 days in that span John Tavares has 6.9 individual expected goals. He has two actual goals. He is shooting 4.2% in the last 30 days. He's an 11.3% shooter this season. He's a 13% shooter in his career. He hasn't had a season where he shot under 11% in his entire career. He's shooting just over 4% over the past 30 days. Water eventually finds its level. I think you're getting a very good price here against a Blue Jackets team that frankly is horrible defensively, gives up a ton of goals. We talk about the Anaheim Ducks all the time. If the Anaheim Ducks weren't the topic 
of conversation of being like the historically worst defense ever, you could put Columbus and Vancouver in that conversation as well because they can't defend anything. So uh, I'm rocking a player prop here. Johnny T, my boy, plus 140, anytime goal scorer. So we will track that on the Edgework Bet Stamp account in the Fine Better section as Edgework HQ. If you want to see all the picks and plays from this season, make sure to head over there. You will see right now we are up, uh, I think it's 43.5 units after a t- tough day yesterday. Uh, but we will bounce back here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I, got, like, I got blasted last night too on, on NHL, so... It, it, me and so money went down in flames together. I think we had we were we had a lot of overlap on our cards. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is what it is. Those days happen, but uh, that's why you build up that buffer and get up forty nine units so that you can have a day like yesterday and go down to forty three and a half and still feel uh, feel pretty good on the season so far. Uh, Rob, you had kind of touched on the fact that you would be looking at a Leafs minus one and a half. You'd be waiting for goalie information there. Say Samsonov does get announced, he's starting. Uh, at what point would you play, or where would you play this to at the minus one and a half if he does get announced in? So I price the Maple Leafs at minus one fourteen at minus one and a half if Samsonov starts. So um, you're seeing the best prices in market. North Star in Ontario is plus money. Bet three six five is plus money. You have a bunch of of books that are plus money right now. Uh, I probably play that up to like, I mean, there's not a huge buffer, but minus 105, minus 107, whatever you're comfortable with in terms of an edge. I do think that there's a valuable bet to be made there if we do get Samsonov, who's performed at a a very high level for the majority of this season. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for some goalie news. See who gets uh, gets the start tonight. I would imagine it would be Samsonov as well, and Wall goes tomorrow, but... Never know at this point. Uh, next game of the night here, Seattle Kraken heading to the new uh, heading to New York to take on the Rangers and their new acquisitions in Nico Mikola and Vladimir Tarasenko. Seattle right now second in the Pacific, and that Pacific division is wild to take a look at every single day to see how things are shaping out. They're one point back of Vegas. They had a game in hand on Vegas. They same points as Edmonton, a game in hand on Edmonton, same points as the Kings, two games in hand on the Kings there. Like everyone is within a stone's throw of each other, and anything at any moment, a win or a loss for certain people could significantly swing the standings and the matchups for the playoffs as we approach those. Right now, Seattle, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. They are off a two-game losing streak, having gotten blown out by the Islanders 4 to nothing, losing to the Devils 3-1, to one, finishing out their New York road trip here, uh, 16-7-2 on the road on the season. And now this Rangers team, you add in Tarasenko, you add in Mikola, it's going to be a little bit of a new feel, a new vibe for that team tonight. Andy, where do you kind of stand on this game, and how do you see this one playing out? Well, first of all, like in in regards to the trade, I love it for the Rangers. I mean, it's um, you know long term. Who knows? But he's he's thirty one years old, and so is Panarin, right? Like, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a different as much as it's uh, as much as the the peak age is younger. I think there are some of these star players that can play well into their their thirties uh, and be somewhat effective. So. You know, there's there's a player here for at least the next few years, I think, with with Tarasenko. Um, who knows where this goes long term? Like I said, but this guy was like the third best goal scorer, one of the best goal scorers in hockey 
uh, for like a five-year stretch up until that injury in 2019-20. And he got off track for, what, a couple of years? I think he played 34 games over a two-season stretch there. And then after that, he got right back on track, and he was leading the Blues in shots. Uh, This is a guy that loves to shoot the puck. Uh, and, and I think that's the kind of player that the Rangers are getting, a guy that's got like put up 111 points in his last 113 games. Uh, I think this is uh, a great move for this season, and I think early on the, the expectation is going to be that he should come in and just do his thing, keep things simple. You're trying to fit into a new system, but... Um, you know, on the fly, come in and shoot the puck, right? So I, I really like the shot prop tonight, over 2.5, minus 120. Um, he's gone over in eight of his last 13 games with the Blues, kind of scattered there due to injury, uh, not a you know consecutive stretch. But um, I think he's in a great spot tonight, playing on the top line with Panarin and, and Zabinijad. Um, not on the top power play, unfortunately, but he is on the second unit with, uh, with Philip Hedl. So... A um, lot of potential here for Tarasenko tonight. I, I think uh, I think he's in a great spot. I think we got to let the record show that um, insight in the chat actually did this. Sent this at ten fifty three a.m. <laughs> so a couple uh, minutes prior to Andy. Um, just it, I mean, if it I wins, we'll get an give... article on Beeson though. Before I if it wins, show, we'll so... give the credit to Insight. If it All loses, right. Andy takes the blame. Right? That's, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our chat is on top of it too. Uh, D also mentioned before Andy said it as well. Heedle up to power play one and not Tarasenko. So mm. Andy, oh, you're really? just you're just it? slacking. Well, um, they 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 moved it around. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, I do think like you look at the the shot production of all, of all these guys. Like Tarasenko would be arguably the top shot generator. Um, if you were judging these guys based on their production over the last month and a half, two months, right? So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Rob, do you have a lean in this game that you, uh, you're you looking at? Not particularly right now. I mean, we get another East versus West matchup, which I've made it known many times now what I think of the West relative to the East. Uh, but it's kind of like priced into the market a little bit at this point. Uh, I'm not sure if we got an announcement. Uh, Shesterkin just got confirmed. So that's pretty much going to do it for me in terms of um, any sort of play on the game. Obviously, Seattle having played last night. Honestly, the Kraken played fine last night against the Devils. A pretty even game. They just didn't really get any breaks. Lose 3-1. Definitely wouldn't be laying this price with the Rangers. Kraken or nothing for me at this point. Now up to plus 174 at Pinnacle on the Shesterkin confirmation. But uh, yeah, probably just to stay away. Unless like if this keeps drifting, I'd probably target like Seattle plus one eighty as a as an entry point. But I wouldn't go nuts with it. All right, I'll ask you guys this because it's a question in the chat. Uh, Daniel H asks, saying Heedle anytime goal, been riding it. Uh, Tbh, would you guys look at uh, Philip Heedle anytime goal for tonight or? How do you also, I'm kind of curious, how do you also play this when a guy is hot like Hedo here and he is continuing to pile on goals and uh, and points and then you're looking at kind of how it's reflected in the odds. At what point do you have to maybe stay away because of the fact that they've been on this streak? Yeah, It depends on whether or not it's getting reflected in the odds, right? Because lots of times in these prop markets, we'll see a player get hot, but the market doesn't move a whole lot. Like, 
so I was about to say Zach just pulled up pulled up bet stamp on screen here, but I was gonna say like in my head, would I price this? I'd say I would probably make a bet on Heedle to score a goal if he gave me two to one tonight. So you do have a couple of books that are offering two to one. Outside of that, no, I'm not gonna chase like the lower prices. Some of these books adjusted down to plus one sixty now. Like I, I cannot see value in a plus one sixty price on Heedle to score a goal, even on power play one. So it really just depends. I think a good exercise for people, I mean, you can you can leverage BetStamp to do this or you can just do it manually. It's completely up to you. But when you are playing these props and guys go on these heaters or these cold streaks, I would mark down what the prices are every game and see if they're getting adjusted or not. Uh, like different sport, complete different sport, but I'll use it as an example. But like look at Jarek McKinnon in the Super Bowl, right? His receiving yardage totals 20 and a half. That's a massive adjustment from where we've seen it for the majority of the year, which was upper 20s, mid 30s. And you can probably say that there's value on that over 20 and a half just because you see this massive adjustment, not really like any other factors coming into play there. Um, And the same thing happens with hockey, right? Sometimes you just see these, it's a props market. It's not, they're not, sports books aren't taking like, you know, 20K a pop on, on the props here. They're slow to react sometimes. So um, just make sure you're not betting into a market that has already adjusted for that data, essentially. All right, let's look at the battle of uh, battle for Bedard here in the next game, Chicago, Arizona. Uh, as far as these two teams go, you've got some of the worst teams in the NHL facing off tonight, and Arizona on the road against Chicago. There are six. 20 and four on the road whereas they've actually been fairly decent or about 500 at home the chicago team though 9 16 and 3 at home so it's not like they're going to really have much of an advantage there in contrast to arizona's road record rob is there a side that you look at here that you like yeah listen i i think this is a high variance game because you have two garbage teams could really go down in any way Arizona's actually been playing like a little bit better than people might realize like if you look at their moving averages and Corsi expected goals actual goals it's kind of like trending up whereas Chicago's is just like a downhill over the course of the entire year but for me like look at the go- you're gonna get either Peter Mrazek in this game or Jackson Stober who's played two games with Chicago now Stober is an undrafted goalie um, who's been good in his first two starts, but like maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Like let's look at his minor league numbers and they're terrible. Like he was horrible in the AHL. And I kind of think that Arizona, I mean, listen, this is kind of absurd to even say it, but Arizona on the puck line minus one and a half at like plus 223 right now, pinnacle uh, plus 225 DraftKings to me, I think that's worth a half unit, honestly. I think Arizona's better than Chicago. I think they have a big edge in net. Even if Connor Ingram starts, Ingram's fine in net. Obviously, that's not what you want to see. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not what you want to see. But, um, yeah, like, you know, this is a great comment, right? Stobra has cost me so much already playing like Hashik. I don't yeah. listen. It, maybe he continues it. We saw Andrew Hammond come into the league let's, like ten years ago. Let's like let's just all declare that every single goaltender is good it's they just either play bad or like everybody every goalie in the nhl at in 2023 is a capable goaltender yes and there are a million circumstances and factors that lead to whether or not they're successful or not and yeah sometimes over a large sample we can say like oh this guy's here's where his kind of ceiling is but like 
you talked about Jonas Corposalo before. He's the per- perfect example of a guy who can be the best goaltender in the world uh, on any given night. Uh, but most of the time he's not right like mm-hmm. and, and not even close to it but um yeah it's just it's 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 that's that's it goalies goalies are good but they either play bad or good right nobody's bad there are no bad goaltenders they're all good goaltenders they just they either play good or bad and and Connor Ingram is a guy that yeah I mean he's a he's somebody that I have pretty low on the list that's that was that was my reaction yes that's for sure listen I mean Connor Ingram like from a pure uh metro like GSAX, GAA, like pretty much hovering around zero this year. Jonas he would be Johansson. a down, downgrade in net for them. But yeah, Jonas Johansson, don't even get me started on that guy. Holy jeez. Fine, uh, you win. No. Who I, I, there, the, yo, this is actually Jonas Johansson. Do you remember when he got traded from uh, away from Florida, Buffalo? The, or, yeah, where was it? Buffalo to Florida to Colorado to... I can't remember what team he got traded to from Buffalo. Was but he there was Florida? I can't remember. There was one beat writer for the Sabres that I have to find this tweet because it's so good where he's like, I've been covering the NHL for many years. I've never seen someone who like can't make saves like Jonas Johansson, whether that's in a game or practice. He's like, <laughs> basically was just like throwing the guy under the bus. Like this guy is terrible. Cannot, uh, I have to find that. Tweet. So it was so good. He went from the Sabres to the Avalanche to the Panthers to the Avalanche. Mm. And yeah, during his time with the Panthers, Andy, he played two games. He had a 7.74 GAA and a 7.66 save percentage. Mm. So only slightly better than Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. These guys are, some of these guys are fun to pull up on elite prospects. You just go down a little rabbit hole of players who've played and seeing what they did. Uh, <laughs> boys roasting me for not being up on fucking rangers power play two news <laughs> that came out 17 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago while i'm on the air i got my computer like fucking six feet away here guys like give me a break <laughs> jesus christ tough crowd red this bull's morning not gonna tough, make, red bull's not crowd. gonna make my Red Bull's not going to make my arm grow four feet, and if it did, I'd be growing something else. <laughs> I wouldn't be growing my arms, that's for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron Lappin asking, uh, what about Hayton over two and a half shots on goal? Chicago allows 34 shots on goal per game. Uh, pull it up here. Barrett Hayton right now, over two and a half shots on goal, plus 135. Rob, Andy, do you guys have any opinion on that? If you think I give two fucks how many hair I have in my head, (laughs) you got got the wrong guy, man. You got the wrong guy. Just uh, Andy (laughs) Roast this morning here on uh, on Edgeworth. You got the wrong guy, I know. (laughs) Yes, same with me. I shave it on on the bathroom floor like once a week, right? Like that. I do not give a fuck. (laughs) Woo! Uh, Barrett Hayton, so... like this, this market, like all the Camby books, right? So Barstool, uh, North Star, Rivers, Unibet, they all leverage the same trading tool. They seem to be pretty off market relative to everywhere else. So um, maybe, probably not a bad <laughs> bet at those at those prices. Probably not a bad bet. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Ryan Getzlaff, is that you? No, no, actually, that was... He no, was Get, Getzlaff he was... actually has more hair than you do. Like yeah, he... be, no, no, Getzlaff was, like, absolutely torched at, like, 25, though. Like, I, was, I wasn't there at 25. I'm 35 years old, you motherfuckers. I'm almost, like, half dead. Like, this is what you're... Like, I, I've got half of my life to go. Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah. So Andy, sure. at what point did you decide to go scorched earth? Uh, scorched earth? What? what yeah. Shave it right down, man. Yeah, like, oh. Right yeah. oh, I was doing it off and on, but just in the last, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I just didn't know if this was like a life decision. You at some point you looked in the mirror and said, All well, right, that's it for me. Uh, getting haircuts seemed kind of silly. Like, honestly, <laughs> like going and spending like $40 on it, like $30 plus a tip on a haircut. Like, it's like, no, like, you know, it's that, that seems crazy. And <laughs> I just started shaving it off. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there were some right. days, like back in the day, Andy would wake up in the morning, get out of bed, he'd look in the mirror, he'd see Patrick Sharp when he would look in the mirror. Like he had the, <laughs> the, the flow and, you know. Oh, you know, back in high school, all the girls are like, oh, let, Andrew, let us cut your hair. It's so long and luscious. I was like, no, I need this because I know it's not going to last forever. Everybody in my family looks like this. So I yep. really, like I mean I'm I've came to terms with this shit long ago, right? Like I I knew. It's all right, Andy. At least uh Jeremy in the chat is Team Andy doesn't care how many mistakes you make or how many insights you steal from the chat, so uh, you got some supporters today. <laughs> you yeah. got, well, you got Jeremy Kahn, I, I looked him up on Facebook. He's actually Andy's brother in law. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just not. Oh, if my brother in law was here, he'd be, the chat would be fucked up right now. He would be, he would, he would be the, the biggest roaster here of, of me. Yeah. Well, now we're, now I've hit, now I've really, you know, gone deep into the, into Andy's life. So we, we can pivot. Don't want him to say stuff that he's going to regret. Yeah. Okay. Last game Fuck of the you. night. Fuck you, Jeff, if you're watching. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> last game of the night the penguins going to anaheim to take on the ducks uh pittsburgh right now holding on to the second last wild card spot in the east they are one point back of the washington capitals they have three games in hand on the capitals and if you're looking ahead to teams that are sitting above them there they're seven points back of the rangers they do have one game in hand on the rangers at this point uh they did just beat the avalanche two to one the other day and what was a little bit of a uh devastating game for those holding on to avalanche money line tickets like we were here on the uh, on the edgework show uh but pittsburgh does manage to pull that one out they are 10 10 and 5 on the road this year going up against an anaheim team who's 5 3 and 2 in their last 10 they did just beat the blackhawks 3 to 2 and they're 9 13 and 1 at home uh rob any leans in this one uh yep for the people who have been uh, following me now for a while, when I see those uh, that plus money on the Anaheim overs at six and a half, uh, you better believe that I'm uh, I'm firing. Um, so pretty much across market, you can get that plus one hundred. This is not like some sort of off market price or anything like that. But the Ducks are just so bad defensively. Um, in terms of like both of these teams, you probably get a DeSmith and Gibson matchup, which is fine. I'm um, not going to rag on either, but nothing. none of these guys are world beaters right now. 
um, capable of having oh, good games. Smith was sure a world beater against the Abs the other night. What are you talking about? <laughs> that that was one of the most depressing games uh, for me of of like many many seasons. But listen, in terms of like expectation on a nightly basis, just like Andy said, of course, any of these guys can turn into like the best goalie in the world on any given night. Is it going to be repeatable? Probably not. So uh, I like the plus money over six and a half here. I also like a player prop here. And the secret's out for how I look at this, people. But it's just like somebody performing at like a level that is way off of what we expect for them and getting unlucky. Let's take them to score a goal. And that guy is Jake Gensel. Uh, Jake Gensel in the new year, 8.1% shooting percentage. The entire season, 14.4. Career, 15.7. Guys playing with Crosby and Ricard Raquel, first power play unit. Uh, against a team that gives up the most goals per 60 in the NHL, fire on the plus 120s on Jake Gensel to score a goal. I mean, this is a great, great matchup for him to get back on track. Um, so my two goal scorers tonight, hoping to cash one of the two for that plus money. But um, yeah, I mean, th- these these Ducks games kind of like they write themselves for me now. It's like find the opposing player that is underperforming the most and bet them to score a goal because chances are the Ducks are going to give up like four or five in any given night. Yeah, and the Pens are pretty bad defensively too. So, which is, I mean, injuries have contributed to that and we'll see what happens down the stretch here. But it's kind of uncharacteristic how this team has performed um, pretty bad defensively this year. So uh, I I have to agree with Rob on the, the over at plus money and I was gonna I was gonna actually talk about Jake Gensel to score a goal but Rob took that so I'm gonna oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's a pro move what Andy's doing is a professional move right because now if Gensel scores he's put it out there that he's already he also liked it as well it's free so, so he can victory lap it <laughs> yeah. and if Gensel doesn't score he just blames it oh here's Rob dragging down the edge work again here we go you know it's uh I know what he's doing here. He's it's it's very intelligent of him what he's pulling off here. It's very smart, Andy. He's very of, smart. Like, you were you were saying you had Rob minus five hundred to wear a Leafs hat. What did you have me at to wear a Bears hat today? Like where you know that that's pretty out of left field, is it not? Like yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't even in my Rolodex. Yeah, no. it was. I was yeah, what do we have the field like what twenty five to one? <laughs> yeah, that's one of those where it's like other you know available upon request. Like you actually have to email the sports book. Like, can you add the line for the Bears hat? <laughs> you know, it's not even on the board. Well, sports books are fucking cleaning up today with, uh, or actually, sorry, the betters are cleaning up today with under. On the the Red Bull prop, so yeah, just one for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wore the glasses, so you didn't get it in the eye either. Exactly. Mm. It's, you should have got also a smart glasses. move. That would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> next week, next week, safety glasses. Uh, so who I does just everybody wanna... want to win? Who does everybody want to win the Super Bowl? Who are you cheering for? Do you bet on somebody? Do you have a side in this game, Rob? Uh, I so I I think the Eagles are going to win, but I'm a Cowboys fan, so it's very hard for me to cheer for the Eagles. So. Uh, and I, I like, um, I want to say history, but like, I th- think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever watched in my life. So I'd like t- to see him rack up some like career accomplishments. And he's not the guy that we talk about that. Like, oh, he went to six Super Bowls, but he only won one and this and that. Like, I don't want, I'm not here for that stuff. So I'll be rooting neutrally for the Chiefs, but I, I, I 
you know, again, like this is another professional move for people who are out there, right? Like you had your bets on this, like rooting for the Chiefs, but think the Eagles are going to win. That way it's like a win-win for me when we talk next, right? Anything gotcha. for you, and Andy? Are you uh, you going to be picking a side in this one? No. Fuck no. I don't care who wins. I'll watch Just... it. Probably tune, probably tune out in the, the third quarter unless it's like super interesting and close game. Then, you know, so... Do you bet any props on it? Honest. Obviously, we talked about the cr- yeah. No, fair <laughs> enough. Do you, you talk about what? the cross sport props? Uh, but do you bet anything else on the NFL? I know NFL is not your sport, but like Super Bowl comes around, is this something you'll you'll uh, dip your toes into? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't do a whole I don't bet NFL throughout the season though. I mean, I don't even pay attention. Like I did I didn't know who was the Eagles' starting quarterback until a week ago and, and things like that so i just i really don't i really don't pay attention to, i don't pay attention to any sports really i mean in, in the summertime i used to be a sports junkie all the time but uh after kind of like it's thanks to gambling and it's kind of it's kind of like weird how it happened but spending so much time being invested in hockey from september until you know june just just makes me not really want to invest any other time into into other sports and i don't so that's just where i'm at yeah all right uh last thing i want to ask you guys before we leave here we've seen now two big name players off the trade board go uh bo horvat obviously to the islanders tarasenko now to the rangers the market seems to on both uh have gone back kind of a little less than maybe people were expecting. Uh, I think yesterday with St. Louis retaining half of Tarasenko's salary was kind of an interesting thing that was thrown into that whole uh, whole deal that went down. Where do you guys kind of see this market going as we move forward? Are we leaning towards more of a buyer's market, more of a seller's market? Uh, is this kind of are those two trades that have happened so far? underwhelming in terms of the returns that we got back do you think it could ramp up just kind of curious your overall thoughts now that we've seen two trades go down and not just having the Bo Horvat one to look at I mean I I can start here but I I think that FOMO is a real thing in just like in life in general fear of missing out for people who don't know the acronym and I'll be surprised if we don't get like some especially with the way that these conferences are shaping out right now which is like, honestly, either conference is anyone's game. Really, like every single team that makes the playoffs is going to believe that they can go to the cup. Uh, I think that there will be a lot of buying that happens. Um, And if you're a team that has an asset that's just going to leave via free agency or whatever, I think GMs will just get what they can for that asset nowadays rather than like, oh, we're not getting fair value. Screw you. We're not trading them. It's like, no, like, why would it? just let's just get something for him so uh i think we're gonna see a lot of trades i don't know that we'll see anything that's like super meaningful or 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 shifts things a a whole lot uh unless one team is able to really really you know finagle the cap and make like a big splash on a couple impact players but um yeah I, i i think this is you know maybe maybe i'm out to lunch here because we've seen so many trade deadlines in the nhl that are just like complete duds year after year I, I think this one is going to be a little bit more hectic than we've seen previously. The Bedard aspect kind of changes things a little bit, probably. Um, yep. I don't think you can use the Tarasenko trade as a barometer for anything or a measuring stick for anything because, like, we're talking about a guy who had 
his stock has taken a big hit regardless of his big kind of comeback season last year. Um, he's been plagued with injuries over the last three seasons and he's 31 years old and he also, you know, is a, a longtime player for the Blues that was, you know, publicized to want out of there. So I think there was definitely some some strings pulled and thing, things were kind of made to, to work more for the player probably than they were would uh, under norm, normal circumstances. So I don't really know that we can use the Tarasenko trade as like a measuring stick for returns and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I think I, I kind of agree with Rob. Like I do expect a, a more hectic deadline this year, but um, I'm still like expecting to be left disappointed when Timo Meyer is not traded or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. it's, right. uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just that that's, that's what that's, I guess what I'm conditioned to do after so many years of letdowns and watching James Duffy on TV for like seven hours and literally nothing to report. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's going to be us this year when we do our uh, live watch along of the trade deadline. Andy, you ready for the six hour shift we're putting in? Are you doing a live watch? Oh uh, man. We did it. We did an NBA trade deadline yesterday on the hammer HQ. Oh God. It's uh we will be, listen, we're not, NBA we're, is wicked though. NBA's wicked. I can get, tell you this. We are not doing a live watch along for like eight <laughs> hours, like from 9 a.m. till 5. Like that ain't happening, but we'll do something for a, for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel if you want to see that coming up. If you want to see more videos uh, breaking down the trades that happen, how they affect the futures markets, and finding some value like uh, the video Andy and myself did the other day talking about where we could potentially see some value on some of these division or player uh, futures coming up before we kind of as we approach the end of the season here. So make sure to subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel to see all of that, as well as our new t- podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein. All right, last thing before we go. Rob, heads or tails? <laughs> uh, you know, DraftKings is offering plus 100 both sides. You can make, you know, mo- I'm, not, I'm not saying go bet into like BetMGM minus 115 on both sides, but if you're going to, if you're going to have some fun with the Super Bowl, uh, I'm going to ride. I mean, I did a Super Bowl props extravaganza on the Forward Progress YouTube channel this week. Spanky gave out heads at plus 100. I'm rolling with heads, plus 100. My boy, Spanky. Andy, heads or tails? I'll, uh, I'll go with heads. So that's what I was thinking, too. So. Yep. I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i'll go i was gonna go with heads too i was also thinking heads so there you go clean sweep (laughs) heads across the board (laughs) all right well (laughs) everyone enjoy the uh enjoy the games tonight enjoy the super bowl this weekend or the big game if we're not allowed to say uh the other one but uh we're pretty we're pretty uh, (laughs) we're beyond that deep into it yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and uh yeah here you go square bet tails everyone knows tails never fails (laughs) Is only what 50, it, is. it only fails 50% of the time, you know? <laughs> Historically, though, has it? Has it failed? Um, I need to see this coin that they're flipping this year and how heavy the head is on head side yeah. is, how heavy the tail is. Too much, too much handicapping that needs to go they into should, this. They should do a live. That would be interesting. They should do like a live weighting of the, the coin that they use for the Super Bowl for all the game to appease all the gamblers to show that it's evenly distributed. 
I'm sure that's not going to appease anybody. Yeah. You're still going to get the conspiracy theorists no matter what, right? Like they, yeah. they try to do this stuff, they televise stuff to make it seem like it's all fair. And that just only fuels the fire even more. People, oh, this, this and that. Did you notice that one of those balls was cold? Like, you remember when the, the Crosby draft, when they were pulling yep. the balls out? Oh, my God. Yeah. There was like the, 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 one of them was cold. The envelope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, God. It's I mean, great. All right. That was Thanks, rigged, everyone. Though, but, uh, Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> this year's will be too. So no matter where he goes, it's rigged in one way or another. Connor Bedard to whoever it's rigged. Uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it. Good luck on your bets tonight, Rob, Andy. Good luck on your bets tonight. Good luck on the Super Bowl this weekend. Hopefully everyone enjoys it. Have a safe weekend. We'll see everyone back here on Monday for another live show of Edgework at 1030 a.m. Eastern time. We'll see you guys then. Thank you.